Hi, this is Mark Fiquez, and you are listening to the Ballpark Hunter podcast. And with me today is Jacob Kidberg. He is the director of business and sales operations with the Jamestown Tarp Skunks. Jacob, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on today. So Jacob uh, is just coming back from his uh, bachelor party. Is that what you were telling me? Yeah, that's right. Went down to Philadelphia for a few days. Yep. Philadelphia. Okay. What? Why Philly? Is that where you're from or just? I'm actually, no, I'm, I'm from Western New York, but Philly was a kind of a good halfway point for everybody that was nice. Uh, I had some guests from around the, around the country, around the Northeast. So kind of okay, worked out well. So, all right. So we say Western New York, Buffalo, Rochester. Actually right, right from Jamestown. Um, oh, right so, from Jamestown. Okay. Yes, so. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm glad you said Jamestown because that brings us up to the Jamestown tarp skunks and uh, it's a summer collegiate league uh they were founded in 2020 they came up with this ingenious name to honor uh one of their former major league pitchers howard emke who uh pitched for the philadelphia philadelphia a's rocking the cap right here Love uh, and that's just by coincidence i just realized that as i was uh writing this information down and he started a tarp company and so they took the name tarp and then they had some skunks that would hang out at the ballpark. So they said, let's call the tarp skunks. So I think it's a genius name. I know you weren't with the organization when it started that, but now that you joined, you know, what is the, the opinion of the tarp skunks name almost two years later after it was uh, introduced? Yeah, sure. No, I mean, I love it. The community loves the name, uh, kind of following the trend in, that you're seeing in minor league baseball, yes. and collegiate baseball of coming up with unique kind of wild out there names. Um, and so we were able to both accomplish that, um, having that unique name, but also keeping it tied to the community um, with Howard, uh, who, as, as you mentioned, was probably one of the best baseball players to come out of Chautauqua County um, and then paying homage to the family of skunks that have always been living in the stadium and especially in the in the tarp during the winter so a unique connection and, and one that um you know with this new name we've been selling a lot of merchandise we've been crushing sales records with nice. merchandise and so it's been well received by the community so all 50 states international yeah, we get a, a lot of um, collectors from around the country. We have had a few Canada, uh, Mexico. We had a couple in Europe as well, um, just kind of really attaching themselves to the brand and, and wanting to get, get that merchandise and uh, see what being a tarp skunk's all about and, and what that logo's like. So we've been just, could not have been more excited about the reception we've got yeah. from the logo. I'll tell you, once a team comes up with a name and a logo, and if they hit that right on the bullseye, I mean, everybody wants a cap. And, you know, I know a couple guys that I follow on Twitter and they have podcasts and whatnot, like my friends, Ed Rivera of the Dak Hat Chronicles and Zach Beeson, they buy hats. I mean, I don't know how much money they have spent on hats. Uh, I mean, I just bought a new AC unit for my backyard, which was about five, over 5,000. I am sure that's how much they've dropped on caps in the last, you know, five years, you know, $30 a cap shipping and handling two a week. It's incredible, <laughs> but God bless yeah. them. God bless them for doing that. So yeah, if you're one of those teams that, you know, says, Hey, we got the name tarp skunks. What kind of name is that? You got the right colors. You, you got the right look. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to have people wearing your caps in Alaska, Hawaii, you know, maybe even Mexico, if somebody, about ordering it so yeah um, absolutely and 
I'll have to, after this, we'll have to make sure we get a hat, a tarp skunks hat to those guys too. If we, if they don't have one already. Yeah. The, the dad hats, which, uh, I'm not a fan of the dad hats just because of the way my head is shaped, but it's, uh, yeah. Uh, Mr. Ed Rivera, he's got a great podcast and he's, uh, located, he was in Cleveland now, uh, now he's down in, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. So he may have one, but you know, I, I'm sure, sure he'll be more than happy to, uh, make a connection with you maybe even have you on your podcast in the future but uh absolutely yeah we'll we'll make it happen we'll make it happen but uh 2020 the team began COVID came I had talked to the former GM before this and when I talked to him and that was Frank Fanning he -hmm. said yeah we're getting ready to roll this new team out and I don't know if we're playing. So that's how early it was in in the process and I think the the league decided to uh, cancel the season maybe mm-hmm. a few weeks later. So when did the Tarp Skunks actually begin play? Was it last year? Was that limited or is this your full, first full season? It was last year. So we okay. uh, got rolling last year in the beginning of June and we were able to play a full season with um, no capacity restrictions. So nice. um, for all intents and purposes, this is our second full year now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then so far, you had a history of minor league baseball dating back to like the beginning of the New York Penn League. You know, Jamestown just seemed to be that iconic, small upstate New York uh, town for minor league baseball. Then all of a sudden, you know, it leaves and now you have you had independent baseball. Now you have summer collegiate. Uh, how have fans taken into this new era of baseball? Yeah, you know, you, you bring up the, the long history that we've had in Jamestown, and, you know, dating back to the state, the new stadium at 1941, but um, going back even farther um, into the late 30s or, uh, well, late 20s, early 30s into 1941. But, you know, I grew up at the stadium. Uh, my dad and my brother, uh, we were okay. always down there. My brother and I were running around chasing foul balls all the time. Um, so we kind of grew up with a baseball team in Jamestown kind of being, you know, part of the fabric of the community. And I know uh, a lot of kids my age, a lot of families um, felt the same way. So when we did unfortunately lose uh, minor league baseball at the end of 2014, um, we were very fortunate to have collegiate baseball coming right, right in there in 2015. And I I think the, the transition was a pretty smooth transition from the, from a fan's perspective. Um, I was fortunate enough to intern for the team that year, um, 2015, oh. first year we were a, a collegiate team. Um, and I, I think the, the community support was, was good. It was strong, just as it had been um, with the minor league before then. Um, over the last several years of that previous ownership group and the previous iteration of the franchise, um, attendance had, had started to wane a little bit. Um, but in this, uh, since, since last year and with our new ownership group, we've, we've really, I think, reinvigorated, uh, uh, fire and the intensity for baseball in Jamestown here. And, uh, the doubled our attendance last year, we doubled our attendance over the average that it had been over the previous four seasons. Um, we're, we're tracking to beat that average attendance this year as well. Um, so we're seeing kind of the, again, the community, getting back involved and, you know, a, a love for baseball was always there in Jamestown and we just needed to come in there and kind of uh, fan that flame a little bit. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Jamestown definitely is one of those historic uh, places for baseball and, and the ballpark itself being around for as long as it has. So it's, it's great to hear that fans are coming out because, you know, I don't know if there was any kind of lesson you had to teach people 
to say, hey, this is I know we had minor league baseball, but these are talented kids that are coming into play. Some of them may make it to the major leagues one day. Uh, you know, I don't know how, like, how was your audience there? Were they all about watching baseball or were they that let's go out and have some fun, get some food, see some fireworks or promotions? Yeah, I think um, we were a pretty typical minor league fan fan base in, in the sense that it was more about the entertainment and the okay. promotions than it was necessarily the play on the field, which which was a high level of play. But, you know, to that point, we were short season A, um, the Jamestown Jammers were short season A. Um, and I, I can remember even as a kid, a lot of times, you know, every pitcher's on a pitch count. They're going to make sure that, you know, they put their players in different scenarios. So winning a game at the short season A level wasn't always, you know, priority number one. Um, so whereas, you know, the level of play was probably a little higher, we're talking all professional, um, the goals were, were slightly different. Now we have still division one players uh, from all over the country, some of the best collegiate players in the country, um, and their focus is on winning. Um, so that, that's kind of a juxtaposition there between the slightly lower level of talent, but um, trying to win on the field uh, versus what it was before. But either way, you know, our fans are coming out. Um, they're they're coming out for our promotion nights. They're coming out to have a good time with the with the family. And uh, if, if there's some great baseball going on as well, you know, that's perfect. But we as an organization are certainly trying to make sure that uh, a night out at Dietrich Park is more than just the nine innings of baseball on the field. Now, what are some of those promotions? Obviously, we can... We, we know what they are, but anything different, anything that's kind of regional uh, to Jamestown? Yeah, so that's that's a good question. We we try to incorporate local organizations and, and youth organizations um, into everything that we do. Uh, I know that's a common theme uh, you know, across the country, but we... Uh, like everybody else are really focused on the community. So whether it's um, having youth groups, uh, baseball teams, other youth sports teams at, at every event, um, doing different things, catch on the field, that sort of thing. Uh, whether it's a, a local community member who's throwing out each, each one of our first pitches, um, if it's honoring one of our 40 local owners, um, we're, we're very proud that we are locally owned by 40 community members. Um, so if there's a way that we can honor them from time to time, we certainly do. Um, a, a promotion we started just this year is bench coach for a game. Um, so we identify community leaders, group leaders. Um, we have used uh, other politicians in the area. Um, anybody who has an interest in baseball, um, we, we are doing the bench coach for a game and we get them in there. They sit on the bench, they wear a Jersey. Nice. Um, we're there talking to our coach, seeing what's going on. Um, and then, so we're, we're always looking for new things to kind of integrate the community, which certainly isn't unique to us, but something that I think we do a good job of. You know, and, and how popular is that bench coach for the day? Is no, that... yeah, we, we, uh, we have one for each game and they, they sold out just like they that. Not, we don't sell them, but they, they filled up just like that. Yeah. No, no, I, I could imagine. I remember one time um, I was in a vintage baseball league and I, I just didn't have time to play it in anymore. And I, and I think about a month later, the team was invited to play at Victory Field, which is the home of the Indianapolis Indians triple A team. I was like, dang, I was one month away from playing on a minor league baseball field. Yeah, oh, just, yeah. I just hung out there a little more. So, yeah, anytime you can wear a uniform and, and get into the dugout. Yeah, you you feel pretty. You that's like one of my fantasies, like one of my dreams. I like to to say, hey, I played on a minor league field, even if I'm t 
tossing the ball, like playing catch with somebody in between, you know, after the game. Like that's what I would love to do. So, uh, so you said you start off as an intern with uh, the team. Is that correct? I did. Yeah. And then yeah. worked your way up or. I, yeah, kind of a circuitous route, but um, yes, did start in 2015 as an intern. I was still in school then, went to, was going to Robert Morris University um, and outside of Pittsburgh, got home for the summer, had an internship with them. And it was um, interesting. That gave me my my first real taste of collegiate summer league and how that's maybe a little different than what I experienced when I was being the bat boy and the mascot for the jammers um, back when they were a minor league team. Um, and you know, that was a, that was a, a great learning curve for me. Um, a great way to experience, uh, how this ownership group out of Milwaukee who owned other minor league sports and collegiate sports, um, organizations, how they ran things. Um, and I think, uh, that, that, that got me off on the right track. I, I then worked for the Erie Bayhawks. Um, that's an NBA G league team formerly oh, yeah. affiliated with the Atlanta Hawks. Um, now, now defunct, uh, Atlanta yeah. moved the team down to, Birmingham, Alabama. Um, but that I worked there for a few years, uh, again, on the business side of the operation, um, just kind of learning best practices. We got a lot of best practices from the NBA itself. Um, and then after a, a brief stint over in Madrid in Spain, I, I came back and, and this job was, was open right. and uh, it was kind of the timing was right. And, and what were you doing in Madrid? I was actually, it was not, it, it was not sport related. No, I was uh, teaching English over there, uh, nice. the ministry of education. Uh, I was doing that with my now fiance and uh, she kind of, uh, I always tell the story. She dragged me over there. I had no interest in going at all. And <laughs> I was completely wrong about that. You know, I, I could not have been more fortunate that, that she dragged me over there because I loved it. I, I learned some Spanish. I, I learned uh, a, a lot of things, a lot of things, but more so than just teaching good life lessons and communication skills that I've kind of transferred back here now. You know, you know, that's funny. My mom and dad met in Madrid, Spain back in 1965. No uh, kidding. Yeah, she graduated, she got her master's degrees and said, I'm going to work abroad. So she was teaching English at an air force base in madrid wow okay uh, for three years met my father who is from costa rica hates baseball by the way doesn't understand the game <laughs> they met and uh, my mom was happy in madrid she wanted to stay there she loved it but my dad wanted to move back to the states because she, my mom was making more money than him and <laughs> He wanted to make more money than her. So he had, he got a job with the airlines out in uh he got a job with Eastern airlines in Newark. Okay. And it's funny. Cause you know, she's, they would argue. My mom would say, yeah, you know, you're the one who wanted to come to the States. I wanted to stay in Madrid. I, I would have been happy out there, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. 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 She, she loved it. She loved Madrid. And uh, you know, unfortunately I've never been to Spain. It's every time they've gone back, I wasn't with them. Okay. been to some other countries but mm-hmm. it's uh yeah it's, it's one of those places i'd like to go and, and yeah, check things no. out it's you know we loved it we loved it we were right in the heart of the city um yeah. and got some chance to explore uh however you know it was uh covid um we, we Ooh, were there in march of wow. 2020 when covid kind of reared its head and uh there in madrid at one point was one of the uh, most significantly impacted cities in the world um, by COVID, and, and they had quite restrictive um, protocols. You could leave your apartment only to um, get groceries or to go to the hospital. Um, and that was it. 
we were in a pretty small apartment, uh, kind of in the middle of the city. And so that was, that was kind of a, it was a good test for the relationship, but we, uh, I would say. we made it through and here we are, but it was, it was a great time over there overall. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's what, what'd you do when you're out in Madrid? I don't know. It was COVID. Didn't do much. Didn't see a soccer game. Didn't see any museums. Didn't get out to Barcelona or Toledo. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so we did right at the end, we were able to go to Toledo nice. and, and Segovia and um, did a little traveling before, but yeah, I mean, definitely cut it short a little bit, but still uh, just a great time. Just no, no, no. Yeah. You'll and you can always go back and, and visit those things. Mm -hmm. uh, now, is your fiance from Jamestown? She's from Angelica, New York, which was okay. um, east of Jamestown over by Olean, a small town. Okay, so she's, she's, she's in the area. All right. Well, you know, as we talk uh, about uh, the Tarp Skunks, you know, definitely like to hear more about a Dietrich uh, Stadium, Dietrich Field. How, how's the experience there? Have there been any renovations? It's an older park but it still has a lot of that charm that one would expect from an, a historic place. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it is a historic um, stadium. Now it opened, as I mentioned a little while ago, mentioned and opened in 1941 yep. um, and with the, the main grandstand seating, just the same as it is today behind home plate stretching from dugout to dugout. Um, and more recently in the seventies and eighties, there was bleachers added, um, down the left field and right field sideline or uh, excuse me foul lines yes um, and uh, after that in the early 2000s there was another renovation upgrading those bleachers upgrading the lights and sound systems um, upgrading uh, with a new scoreboard as well and uh, so uh, a lot of renovations have been made over the 80 years um, but that being said, it still has a very historic feel to it. Um, it, it comes the, the grandstand is still the original grandstand. Um, the lighting structures, these historic lighting structures, which you don't see often anymore, are no. still in place. That is one um, thing that so, stands out. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of, um, you know, kind of mixing the old with the new, and it gives you that historic feel for sure. Yeah, and there's, there's plenty of space to run around. Uh, you know, it's not like one of these small little ballparks where, you know, you you have tight concept, you know, tight concession areas. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's a great thing that you can still go to a ballpark like this because, you know, the minor leagues have left. They want to go to nice modern facilities with all the bells and whistles, which are awesome. But I, I love going to an old ballpark. I love sitting in the old seats, covered grandstands. I love those lights. I was in Seguin, Texas. Their ballpark has those old towers. I mean, they're just so majestic to look at on a, on a very clear night when the, the sky's getting a little dusky. It, Absolutely. It's, it's gorgeous. It's like you wish you could just make a painting of that. It's just mm -hmm. vividly wonderful. So great, great stuff to hear. And, you know, folks, uh, you know, who want to check out some baseball, you know, Jamestown is near Erie. It's about 90 minutes from Buffalo. Uh, I don't know how far only in and, you know, there's some other ballparks in that neighborhood. You can sort of make like a little long weekend or, or week trip mm -hmm. uh, during the summer. And there's a lot, a lot of great things to do in, uh, in that area. Now, I, I don't know if you can answer this, but when I went to Jamestown, I, I went there right before, I think I was there the last year affiliate baseball was there. And I drove down the street in Falconer, which I was told was not Falcon. It was, uh, 
Okay, I messed that up a little bit. So I drove down the street and I see all these these local barbecue guys uh, grilling chicken and ribs. Are, are you familiar with that? Is that yeah, that yes, absolutely. Well, yeah. What what is that called? Like like is because I've never seen that before. When you're driving down the street and you see just independent local operations selling barbecue, putting on their doing their own spin of barbecue, which I was never familiar with. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So that's something that they uh, they do in the village of Faulkner in, in the summer, um, and kind of it's 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 got that small town feel, you know, uh, kind of what you were mentioning earlier. And uh, yeah, they do those barbecues on occasion. We've had we've hosted some of those at the nice. uh, parking lot outside of our stadium before, and uh, it's just a nice you know community feel, nice picnic, nice time, uh, you know, selling that in, in the pendant vendors, as you mentioned, um, it's, it's kind of, I, I don't know if unique to Jamestown in the Faulkner area, but okay. something that we grew up with, um, and something we incorporate into our game day experience. I don't know if, if back then when you were there, if that was incorporated or not, you know, I, I didn't see it at the game, but it was the next day. It was a Sunday. And I actually talked to one of the gentlemen, all American barbecue and catering. I can't think of his name right now, but I was like, what the heck is this going on? Because, you know, I was going to stop at like a fast food place to get something to eat. And then I saw all sure. these cars parked on the street and you just smell this barbecue. Uh-huh. And it was maybe the third one that I saw. I thought the first one might have been, OK, maybe it's a church thing going on. Then I saw a second one Then I thought saw a third one. And that's when I pulled over. And there was this giant pit. There was this giant grill that could be flipped over with chicken mm-hmm. and ribs. And uh, the gentleman came out and, uh, you know, he gave, you know, I, I bought some chicken from him and it was, it was amazing. And then, you know, I told him I was in town to check out the jammers and he was like, Oh, I heard they're moving. And he actually contacted me. He got my, my business card to tell me that, Hey, the team's moving to West Virginia. So, you know, not only did, uh, you know, he helped me out with food. He, he reached out to me a few months later to, to tell me this news. So, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a good small town, you know, community feel, um, both in, in, in the community itself and and at the stadium. So I like hearing that from someone from yeah. out of town that, that left an impression on you. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then, uh, you know, my my brother-in-law, uh, he's adopted, found out that his mom's family has he's got cousins out in uh, Jamestown. So he's always talking about going out there. And I told him anytime you want to leave, we can just hop in a car. It's not too far. For, it's a little bit of a drive, but. You know, go out there for a few days, check out a baseball game, get some barbecue. Yeah, I'm for it. Well, yeah, you let me know. We'll get you some tickets. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, and it's, he keeps talking about it. He lives in Chicago and I'm thinking it's not, it's not, not a terrible drive. You just got to drive Northern Ohio, Northern, Northern Indiana, (laughs) head a little bit into New York, you know, so, so we can make it happen. You can make a nice weekend out of it, as you said. Maybe yeah, it's, I don't yeah, know, you Pittsburgh's can. right in the way or Cleveland. But yeah. We game, Erie, a double A game. Come see yeah. us. Well, Buffalo he, for a triple A game. He's not a huge baseball fan. I took him to yeah. a Chicago Dogs game. Okay. Uh, yeah. and, well, he liked the White Sox game, but if it's anything below Major League Baseball, he just can't focus, you know. I and, see. And my right. brother sa- says the same thing. It's amazing how many people in my family, or connected to my family, do not like baseball. I'm like the only one out there that, you know, is like, we'll go to a baseball game at one, go to a baseball game at three, go to a baseball game at six, you know. Sure, sure. And, and drive three hours to see a ballpark and then drive three hours back. Yeah, it's uh, I'm a little well, bit weird you. in that way. 
Yeah, well, I'm glad you've stuck with it, even though you maybe don't have that that support. Yeah, know, no, yeah, thing. yeah. If my wife was a baseball, like we probably would have, we would probably take a little more trips together because sometimes they involve around baseball a little more than they should. So <laughs> sometimes I got to take her to the, you know, sometimes, you know, she wants to go to Vegas, see Usher. She wants to take a cruise to Alaska. She wants to go to Florida, sit on the beach. Got to be a good husband and, and appease sure. that as well. So sure. well, my, my fiance, actually, we met interning at the, at the Tarpscom area. Well, then at the Jammers in 2015. So she's okay. a huge sports fan. So oh, you're lucky. I, uh, she's always on board to do stuff, always taking me to games. So it's, it's great in that sense. Uh, so you met, was she working for the Jammers or was she? Yeah, working? we were, we were both interns that, okay. that summer. She was in school as well. Um, and, uh, kind of, and then, you know, last year she was helping me and went at the stadium and again this year. So kind of gone full circle now. Nice. Nice. And then when's the uh, winning date? October 29th, okay. uh, 2022. So coming up quick. Coming Did, up quick. And is she doing all, she's doing all the planning, correct? She's done a lot of it. She's yeah. done a lot of it. Yeah. Wife's um, I, I try to be helpful where I can be and, uh, you know, stay out of the way when I'm not being helpful, but, uh, mm -hmm. she's done a great job with it. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, Jacob, thank you for, uh, coming out here. We've definitely talked a lot about the baseball operations, a little bit about your personal life. Uh, but that's what it, that's what it's all about on the podcast here. So, uh, Jacob, where can people find you, the tarp skunks, what should they expect at a game if they decide to come out this season or next? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I, I direct everybody to our website, tarpskunks.com, our social media pages um, as well. You can find us on there. We're very active. Um, and I, if you are fortunate enough to make it out to a game, and we still have a few left here this season, um, just know that uh, we on, on the business side, we do everything we can to turn a night at Dietrich Park into a real experience. You know, as I said before, it's, it's not just about those nine innings of baseball on the field but you're going to see some great baseball. And if that's what you're there for, great. You're, you're going to get what you pay for. Um, but if you're more of a casual fan, uh, there, there's going to be a lot of entertainment. There's always promotions going on, always on field games, um, always uh, different food and drink packages and specials, and uh, always a, a good night out for any family, regardless of uh, your level of fandom. All right. Well, Jacob, I thank you for taking the time today and uh, best of luck uh, for the rest of the season. Best luck with your wedding, and um, hopefully we'll talk to you again. Yeah, looking forward to that. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right. That, uh, a little tongue-tied there. That was Jacob Kinberg of the Tarp Skunks, and I am on a pinch right here. I got less than a minute to go. So I want to thank him for coming on the show, and I want to thank you guys for listening. So this is Mark, the Ballpark Hunter, saying goodbye. Take care. Good night. We will see you next time.